0: Welcome to the Lovecraft Tales, a brief fictional interlude to tide you over until the next episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Enjoy. Being chief of police in a small Texas town has its perks, Daniel Weaver knows. Never mind the fear and respect from local citizenry. That goes with the territory, and a gun on the hip certainly accentuates the point. And don't start talking about kickbacks from local businesses for a little extra protection. That shit don't fly in his jurisdiction. Nothing but the up and up down here in God's country. No, the kind of perks he likes are simple. Free stuff. Take this burger, for instance. It ain't nothing special on the face of it. Three all-beef patties grilled up by the diner. The only way they know how to cook beef. Well done. Bleach white bun, a smattering of lettuce, tomato, pickles, ketchup, mustard, mayo. Nothing remarkable except one thing. This burger was free. Weaver bites into it, barely chewing before swallowing the wad of dead cow. He imagines the meat swirling around inside his stomach, where it will be broken down and passed along to his lower intestine, left to fester for a goodly amount of time. The thought makes him smile. He takes another monstrous bite. His office door is closed. Outside, in the main station, he can hear Cynthia coughing up a lung. She'll probably be dead within the next few years, but then again, he's been saying that for the last eleven. Truth is, she'll end up outliving him, most likely. He sighs and finishes the burger. Tossing the cheese stiffened foil in his waste can, already filled to the brim with Kit Kat wrappers and styrofoam coffee cups indented with teeth marks. From miles away comes a delicate sound of thunder, not quite near enough for a storm warning, but surely on the way. How bad will it be? He tried to remember anything from the weather report this morning and came up empty. October storms were rare, but they could be ferocious. Weaver glanced over at the heavy yellow rain slicker hanging from a hook on the wall near his file cabinets and hoped he wouldn't have to wear it today. Damn thing was stiff and heavy, too cumbersome to move around while wearing. Maybe the rain will pass by. It'd be a shame if it stuck around for the funeral. Nothing worse than a wet coffin being lowered into a half-flooded hole in the ground. That Kelly Landrum sure knew how to stir up a ruckus, even in death. Lord knows she left a mess behind, literally and figuratively. Too bad, really. She was a looker, one of the special ones he liked to keep an eye on. From afar, of course. Wouldn't do to have an elected official playing peekaboo from the bushes. Nah, he was satisfied with a slow cruise in the squad car, past the high school and well-known parking spots, out on the edge of town, protected by tinted windows and police-issue sunglasses but now he has photos to tide him over. Grunting, he hoisted himself from the creaking swivel chair and crossed the room to be sure his office door was locked. Steve would be making rounds for a while. Aaron had the day off, and Cynthia liked to watch soaps right about this time. Calls would be pretty scarce until dusk, so barring any emergency, he had a short window of alone time when he wouldn't be bothered. Returning to his desk, he fished out a small key hidden under his nameplate that unlocked the bottom drawer. Inside were scattered photographs of Kelly Landrum's corpse and the location of her suicide. He reached for them, then paused. Something didn't seem quite right. Had he looked at the one with the scrawled message last? It was on top, and he could have sworn he'd been examining the one below that. A snapshot of the bloodied box cutter. Another rumble of approaching thunderclaps sounded closer now. Weaver noticed the light filtering in through the closed blind slats was rapidly fading. He better get this show on the road. Sorting through the photos, he quickly chose the close-up of the pentagram carved into Kelly's thigh and placed it upon the desk. He loosened his tie slightly, and then bent forward so his face was only inches above the image. Intently, he stared, swallowing the scene with his eyes. His lips moved, mouthing whispered words of power he'd been taught by a Mexican prisoner back when he was just a deputy in this potunk town. He didn't know where the spell came from or what it meant, only that it worked. It gave life to his imagination. Sweat erupted from his hairline, drenching his forehead. He blinked back sweat, willing the words to work their dark magic. The burger felt like hot volcanic rock, settled low in his gut. His teeth buzzed. Ozone filled his nostrils, and that familiar sense of pressure building in his eardrums told him the incantation had taken hold. In the photo, Kelly's thighs began to part and blood oozed slowly from the carved symbol on her flesh. Weaver concentrated, his gaze never wavering. Soon, he knew, Kelly's face would drift into the frame and she would see him. They would see each other. The bridge between life and death. The phone rang. Startled, Weaver hurriedly stashed the photographs back into the drawer, locked it, and put the key back into its hidey hole, all in one swift series of practiced movements. He leaned back in his chair, listening. Cynthia was taking the call. Something about a suspicious vehicle seen over near the football field? God damn it. He'd have to drive over there and investigate. He stood and retrieved his hat, tightened his belt, checked the holster, Reluctantly, he grabbed the yellow raincoat. My God, it would feel good to shoot somebody today, he thought. On his way out, he noticed a single drop of blood on the desk blotter. See you later, Kelly, he thought to himself, then shut the office door behind as he left to deal with whatever fresh evil this new storm had brought with it. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.